Blog Talk Radio. WATV Radio seeks to inform and engage the Bride of Christ. To stand up and take your place in the army and the kingdom. We recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood, but with the principalities and the powers of the air. We are a ministry of prayer, and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe. We provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other. Hold up each other's arms and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army. So we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go bride! Our soon coming king awaits. This is a WATV disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are the Bride Ministries, We Are the Bride Radio, or We Are the Bride Television. Thank you. Hello, Bride. Hello, Bride. Good evening. This is your host tonight, Dr. June Knight, coming to you from Washington, D.C. Yay! Listen, I'm so excited to be your host tonight because it's been a long time since I've done a panel of experts and ministers across this country. Listen, I'm so excited to do this tonight because our country is on the brink of a miracle. And tonight we are calling that in in Jesus' name. Come on. Now listen, tonight we have ministers uh, from all across the country. Listen, we have... Pastor Kevin Jessup from Global Strategic Network in Washington, D.C. How are you doing, sir? I'm good, June. Bless you. It's great to be with you. Yes, thank you. We also have Pastor Carolyn Sism from Eastgate Ministries in Houston, Texas. How are you doing, Pastor? I'm doing great, and I'm excited to see what all these wonderful preachers have got to tell us tonight. Yes, amen to that. We also have Dr. Joy Arnold from the House of Glory in Kentucky. How you doing? God bless you all. I'm doing fantastic. Yes, I'm very happy to have you for the first time tonight, sister. Okay, we also have Prophet Carey from uh, Texas. How you doing, Prophet? We're doing good. How are you doing? Doing good, sir. I'm sorry about the Facebook uh, thing there. Sorry about that. Okay, listen, mm-hmm. y'all, before we get started and having each of you introduce yourself, I have a very special prayer from a minister over in Africa who has the heart for the country. She has a lot of spiritual children over here in America. They call her Mama Amu. So here we go. Father, I want to thank you, Lord God. I want to exalt your name. This which is happening in America is not of man, 
not trust blood and flesh, we can only trust you to intervene. Bring as many people, Lord Jesus, as you can to vote, to vote for the man you chose to lead America today. I am trusting you, Lord God. We resist the spirit of confusion, blindness, fraud that can confuse tomorrow. Bring your people, Lord God, from all corners. You gave us a surprise in 2016 when people thought it was going to be the other way you came round for us. Just like the children of Israel when they were about to cross the Red Sea, the Pharaoh's men came round. They wanted to take back the children of Israel, but you parted the waters. May you part the waters tomorrow. May you separate, Lord Jesus, the Egyptians from the children of Israel so that we can sing like Miriam sang after they'd crossed. And you said in your word, the Egyptians we see now, that they will not see them anymore. And I want to say the same thing, the works of darkness that we've seen prevailing against Donald Trump, we will sit no more. It's sealed no more, for the word says what God has opened, no man shall shut. And what he has shut, no man shall open. May the Holy Spirit minister in the U.S. every single state. May you monitor, Lord Jesus, where there's fraud, expose it. Stop anything that the enemy may hinder tomorrow. I'm trusting you. I am believing in your word. That truly, Lord God, let not our enemies triumph over us. For you are the same God yesterday, today, and forever. There's nothing new that is happening upon the earth. For you knew before then, Lord God, that your servant will lead USA. Your servant will lead your children, Lord Jesus, into promised land. We resist any confusion that might arise. Anything that is not of you, may you just pour water on it. I want to quote Numbers 23, verse 19 to 21. God is not man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. As he said, and shall he not do it? Or as he spoken, and shall he not make it good? We are looking unto you. We are celebrating Jesus today. We are celebrating the Holy Spirit. We are celebrating God the Father. We will celebrate the victory for the Republicans tomorrow, Lord God. You are holy, you are holy. You are faithful, Lord Jesus. I just trust in you and bless your holy name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, Brad, I just want to tell you that is Mama Amu from Africa. Yay! Thank you, Mama. You have a good evening, and thank you for blessing our country tonight. All right, Brian, I just wanted you to hear from her. She's praying over our country. Now, listen, we're going to start off tonight, and we're going to allow each of the ministers to introduce themselves and tell a little bit about their ministry. So we will go ahead and start with Pastor Orlinda. She is in Maryland. Go ahead, Pastor. Tell us a little bit about your ministry. Okay. Good evening, June. Good evening, everybody. 
My name is Orlinda Maforo. Um, I'm a pastor and I am overseeing a ministry called Bethel Fellowship USA based in Baltimore, Maryland. We meet weekly for Bible study and that Bible study is known as The Well. Uh, we, are, we are privileged to be serving the people of God and showing God's people his love. Our heart's desire is to preach the unadulterated word of God, to heal the broken, set the captives free. We love the Lord. We love Israel. We pray for our leaders, and we are postured in these end times to hear keenly from him and dispense what he gives us. Yes, amen. And you are up there in Baltimore, Maryland, correct? Yes, that's right. Okay, now let's give it up for uh, Pastor Kevin. Tell us a little bit about your ministry, sir. Hey, Jen. Well, Global Strategic Alliance, or GSAministries.org, is a faith-based global ministry seeking to restore Judeo-Christian values to the moral and civic framework on local, state, national, and international levels. We encourage engagement through prayer, civic involvement, and personal responsibility at every level of society. And GSA serves as a dynamic hub for equipping, informing, motivating, and resourcing the globally trusted Judeo-Christian voice. Uh, We're equipped and aligned for global impact through our alliances and initiatives while connecting organizations for greater strategic impact. We pastor also here in Venice, Florida, at Harvest Chapel. And uh, our voice includes uh, behind-the-scenes diplomacy with government leadership, both in the White House, the Congress, the Knesset, and the United Nations. Um, We represent millions of unique individuals and ministries forming this global strategic alliance all around the, the globe with over 600 million voices. So, number one, we preserve Judeo-Christian principles. Number two, we advocate worldwide for the marginalized and vulnerable, such as the persecuted church and the unborn. And number three, we stand with the nation of Israel to raise awareness on this critical intersection of Israel and America's future against anti-Semitism and the campaign to delegitimize the nation of Israel. Awesome. Very good, sir. Thank you for being with us tonight. Now, what about you, Pastor Carolyn? Yes, I have a church. I'm pastoring a church in uh, Katy, Texas, a suburb of Houston. And we're a third-day church. Uh, We're apostolic as well as prophetic. I have a strong church of spiritual warriors. Uh, We do warfare for the nation and the nation's. And um, as a matter of fact, Pastor Carey, uh, Prophet Carey was just here this past weekend, and he did an incredible job of uh, cutting and clipping and get everybody straight. I told him for at least two or three weeks. Uh, <laughs> but we minister to the nations through our website, through our sermons and our Bible studies, and uh, the nations come to our church. And we're interacted with the nations as well as the nation in D.C. We ha- we are interacted there with uh, Capitol Hill Prayer Group. And um, just glad to be serving the Lord. Yes, amen. She is definitely uh, a voice. She's always on top of what's happening in the country. 
Okay, now let's get Dr. Joy. Dr. Joy, please tell us a little bit about you and your ministry. Um, we meet um, every Monday night for prayer, for uh, interceding for our local community who's been ravaged with drugs and alcohol. So we pray uh, primarily against that. And then we pray for our local government, our state government, and our nation, and our beloved Israel. Okay, very good. And you're also known for play, for blowing your shofar, correct? Yes. We've gotten to come to Washington on several events to blow the shofar in the D.C. area, so that has been a blessing. Yes. Now, after Prophet Kerry introduced himself, I would love for you to blow the shofar officially for the night. Uh, Prophet Kerry, tell us a little bit about your ministry, sir. Yes, ma'am. It's good to be here tonight also. Uh, I'm, my name is Carrie McMahon. I'm uh, a prophet in office and office of a prophet. I have a church. It's Community Christian Fellowship. Uh, our website is ccfnetwork.com. And uh, we are an apostolic church with a, a ministry to the world, and uh, we believe in raising up soldiers. Uh, I've often referred to them as uh, special operations uh, soldiers in the body of Christ to take the gospel to the world. We're very interested in, in the election that's uh, going to be here tomorrow, uh, very focused on the unborn, the sanctity of life. And uh, God is using us tremendously, and we're excited about being a part of the body of Christ. Yes, thank you so much. Now, Dr. Joy, would you mind blowing the shofar tonight, ma'am? I would be quite honored. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes. Amen. Now, I'm going to start this off tonight in our discussion of God and country. I'm going to start with you, uh, Mr. Kevin. Would you mind talking to America and telling us why is it so important for the Christian in this hour to be engaged in our country? Well, I think it's, it's crucial. You know, we talk about the different kinds of times. The scripture talks about chronos time and it also talks about kairos time. And the Greek word for opportunity as it appears in the scriptures is actually the word kairos. The scholars tell us it means favorable opportunity. Its derivatives imply the right moment that which lasts only for a while. Kairos means a God-given opportunity is being offered to mankind at a specific moment in time. However, the word also implies there's a risk of faith. In other words, as time moves on, the opportunity can be missed. And the test for us as a people is to recognize it and respond in obedience to the one who's offering it, trusting in his ability to work through us to fulfill his purposes. And I believe we're living in a Kairos moment today. We believe that working together in unison under the leadership of Jesus Christ will be honoring the appeal of the Apostle Paul when he said, May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you a spirit of unity amongst yourselves as you follow Christ Jesus, 
so that with one heart and mouth you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, Romans 15. And when Jesus prayed in the upper room with his disciples that last night, John 17:23 tells us, May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. So I believe, as 1 Corinthians 14, 8 says, if the trumpet does not sound a clear call, who will get ready for battle? Paul warned us, now is our personal kairos. Like the men who understood the times, the men of Issachar in First Chronicles 12, 32, were called to understand our times and seize the moment. In Latin, that word opportunity means toward the port. In the ancient world, seamen used it to describe the time tide and the winds were favorable to make it safely home to port. And when that moment came, they would set their sails to take full advantage of it. And so I believe that in the same way, when God is at work, as he is now, we must wake up to this opportunity and set our sails to his favor and ride the wind in his boat using the wind and the tide of the Holy Spirit. I think the time has come for each of us, and we've been called to seize this moment. I, I personally believe we're at the threshold of the greatest move of God in our time. And throughout the time of God's favor, as it's been generously extended to all the people in all times through the cross, church historians have noted that there have been specific seasons of God's increased favor through history. Some scholars use terms as outpouring, awakening, movement, and revival to describe these unique periods when God bestows his grace and power in unusual measure upon a people to extend his kingdom on earth. So I think today is crucial. We have to seize the moment, seize the day, seize the God-given opportunity. The scripture says God will do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is work within us. Ephesians 3.20, the Holy Spirit. However, for that to happen, we must be men of action who are ready to respond by faith to what God's initiated. And Paul said we must be very wise and careful then how we live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Ephesians 5. I believe that the latter rain is almost here, and I believe the rain is coming. And, and Peter tells us in 1 Peter 4, 7, and 8, how to prepare for the end times. And this, this, is, this is his message, how to get ready for the end of all things. He says, he says in, in 1 Peter 4, 7, and 8, the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober and watch unto prayer, and above all things have fervent charity among yourselves, and charity shall cover a multitude of sins. When that first former rain came on the day of Pentecost, I can imagine the group that started out as it whittled down to 120. I'm imagining people looked at Peter and said, who put you in charge? You blasphemed the Lord. You blew it three times. I'm sure they looked at James and John and said, you all thought you were better than us. Who do you think you are now? But through those days, in the upper room. They came and they covered the sins of each other. They came into unity. They came into a bond of forgiveness and humility. Because when they did that and they came into one accord, Pentecost came. And I believe 
that the church is being prepared now because the latter rain comes to a prepared people. And when the church comes together in unity, the governments of this world will tremble. And so I believe that God is calling us to be unified, to forgive one another, to overlook the sins, to, to uh, cover, as the word says, charity shall cover the multitude of sins. And, and I believe that as we do that and we come into love with our brethren, when all the world is shaking and it's about to shake, I believe that the people that are enduring the chaos will look at the real bride of Christ standing there on the rock of Jesus, not swaying, not bending, but stronger than ever. I believe that that latter rain will fall and they'll come running to those who have the answers. And the answer is Christ himself. Yes. Bless you. Yes, thank you so much, Kevin. Thank you. Okay, now I'm going to go over to Pastor Linda. What would you say to America on why they should be engaged at this time? Thank you, June. Can you hear me okay? Yes, ma'am. I thank God for this opportunity. Um, Like, I will piggyback on what uh, Pastor Kevin was saying and just I'm excited because this is the hour that the Lord has ordained. We are at a time, I believe, like the book of Matthew says in Matthew chapter 11, verse 12, since the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffereth violence and the violence take it by force. And I believe we are at that hour, we are at the crossroads where we refuse to keep on calling evil good and good evil We are no longer there. We refuse to be a lethargic church. We refuse to be a church that's lying dormant. We refuse to be a people that will settle for evil. We refuse. Enough is enough. We have drawn the line in the sand. And my prayer and my heart cry is that the Lord will stir up the people of God in this hour. It's time to rise up. It's time to rise up as a bride and to take our rightful place this the kingdom of this the lord gave us dominion the lord gave us dominion and we've been lying dormant for too long but not anymore not anymore because the lord has given us an opportunity an opportunity to pray for righteousness to pray for the restoration of righteousness we are praying that with the opportunity he gave us in 2016 that we will not let that pass and that with tomorrow's vote We will be voting for righteousness. We are voting righteousness. We are voting for the restoration of righteousness in this nation. When the Lord founded the United States of America, he had a purpose. He conceived of a holy nation. He conceived of a holy nation founded on Judeo-Christian principles. There is a covenant that the Lord made with this nation, and that covenant is intact. And we are praying, Jesus, may your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. What he meant to pass for America, we refuse for it to be stolen. We refuse for it to be stolen. So we are taking it by force. So we are rising up in solidarity. We are not divided. We are rising up as one church, one nation, under God, with one faith. And we are saying, Satan, 
advance no more like my friend always prays. You will no longer advance in our commerce. You will no longer advance in our medical system. You will no longer advance in our education. You will no longer advance in our judiciary. Enough. No more sacrifices to Molech. No more sacrifices to Baal. We refuse in the name of Jesus. We are the united voice of the church that is vexed by the evil we see. And we refuse it in the mighty name of Jesus. The Lord had given me Psalm chapter 11, and, he, and this is the scripture he asked me to read. In the Lord put I my trust. How say ye to my soul, flee as a bird to your mountain. For lo, the wicked bend their bow. They make ready their arrow upon the string, that they may privily shoot at the upright in heart. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? We decree and declare that the righteous foundations of America have not been destroyed. Contrary to what the media would tell us, contrary to what the perverted would tell us, the righteous foundation of this nation is intact. It's covered by the blood of the Lamb. Verse 4 says, the Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes behold his eyelids tribe the children of men. The Lord trieth the righteous, but the wicked and him that loveth violence, his soul hateth. So all those who've been fomenting violence, watch out because the Lord is coming for you. Upon the wicked he shall rain snares, fire and brimstone, and an horrible tempest. This shall be the portion of their cup. For the righteous Lord loveth righteousness. His countenance doth behold the upright. So tomorrow we are praying for a righteous vote. We are voting yeah. righteousness. We are voting for yeah. God-fearing um, candidates. We are praying for those who will not bow down to political correctness. We are voting for yeah. those who Fear the living God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Those who have not bowed their knee to bow, there is a remnant. There is a remnant, and we've been praying. And the Lord has raised us up and stirred us up. We are tired, and we are done. We are done with winking at abortion. We are done at winking at anti-Semitism. We are done at condoning marijuana and its legalization. We are done. We are done. We are done with perversion in the high places. It's time for war. And the Lord is the captain of the host and is riding on his white horse. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Yes, amen. I know how it is when we get fired up. Girl, you are preaching it. Okay, now we're going to move on to Prophet Kerry. Prophet Kerry, if you don't mind talking to the nation a few minutes and telling us why we need to be proactive in this hour. Amen. Well, this is uh, an hour that we don't need to be setting back, that's for sure. God has given us uh, an opportunity, an opportunity. I liken it to the opportunity that God gave uh Nineveh, when he sent the uh, Jonah to tell Nineveh that they would be destroyed in uh, 40 days. As, uh, yeah. uh, Jonah chapter 3, it says, And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. So Jonah arose and went unto Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceeding great city, and Jonah began to enter into the city. 
a day's journey, and he cried and said, Yet forty days Nineveh shall be overthrown. So uh, I, I believe that the Lord is showing us that this kind of uh, declaration, this kind of uh, judgment is upon the United States of America for various reasons. Uh, one of the biggest reasons is that you know we don't have haven't had righteous people in the uh, the offices, the government offices. But in Jonah's time, this judgment was not carried out, even though it was prophesied by God's prophet. He went and he told them exactly what God wanted him to tell them that judgment was coming, forty days, and Nineveh would be gone. But it didn't happen. And the reason it didn't happen was because they repented from the top to the bottom. I liken what's happening in the United States of America today just like what was happening in Nineveh at that time. God has given us an opportunity to repent and divert the judgment. Uh, we, We have an opportunity to give our children and our grandchildren uh, a time to to live in the United States of America, and it can be great again. So tomorrow is of the utmost importance. Those that go to the poll to vote will be voting a vote, putting in a vote for righteousness, for righteousness. Yeah. You know, I was thinking, I was thinking about in the in the Book of Psalms 106, uh, uh, Psalms 106. Just real quickly, it says uh, verse two. Uh, says, who can utter the mighty acts of the Lord? Who can show forth all his praise? Blessed are they that keep judgment, and he that doeth righteousness at all times. And you can read the rest of it, but I'm going to skip on down to verse uh, 34. And it talks about uh, the children of Israel. They did not destroy the nations concerning whom the Lord commanded them. Verse 35, but were mingled among the heathen and learned their works, and they served their idols, which were a snare unto them. Yea, they sacrificed their sons and their daughters unto devils, and shed innocent blood, even the blood of their sons and of their daughters, whom they sacrificed unto the idols of Canaan, and the land was polluted with blood. I want to tell you, the pulse of America the pulse of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ in America is measured by the abortion issue, the spilling of innocent blood. We, like the Psalms has talked about there, the psalmist talked about, we have mingled with the heathen, and we have allowed this practice. If we do not do something about the abortion issue in America, America will fall, will fall. So, That's why this election is so important. We've already crossed a giant milestone with the justice that was just put in in office. He is a a pro-life justice. Now, we haven't seen him rule yet, but he is, to all of our uh, knowledge, is a pro-life justice. I believe that there will be other justice that God takes off the Supreme Court. I believe that God will take them off of the Supreme Court just so this president, just so Donald Trump can appoint more pro-life justices. It will change America as we know it. I, I just I just declare that even tomorrow when people go out and vote at the polls, that it will be covered 
with the, with the color red, just like the blood of Jesus covered our sins. Just like the blood of yes. Jesus covered our sins. I declare in the name of Jesus that it will have the power that the blood of Jesus has to make us white as wool. I declare that tomorrow when the, when, when the polls open until the time that they close, there is a flood of the color red voting for righteousness. And it will, it will be a symbol of what God wants to do in the United States of America. We were chosen. We were chosen to be the light of the world. We were chosen to be the light of the world. And it's time for us to be the light of the world again. We have a special anointing upon our lives, upon our country, to do what God has called us to do, to bring the whole world to the knowledge of the gospel. And we're about to have an opportunity to do so. So people that are listening to this, you tell everybody that you you see, vote, 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 vote. We need to pray yeah. tonight that the Spirit of the Lord will touch the hearts of those that uh, are going to vote against uh, God's way of thinking. The blue, we just want to come out and say it. You know, the, the Democratic, we, we just have to say, vote against it. Lord, we just ask you in the name of Jesus to create a confusion in the enemy camp in the name of Jesus. To create a confusion in the enemy camp in the name of Jesus, we pray. We ask you, O oh Lord, to scatter the enemy, to scatter the enemy, where they cannot bring forth their evil strategies against us. Lord, we stand for righteousness. You know, the Bible tells us, Dr. June, the Bible tells us that uh, uh, our our country is exalted. Uh, righteousness exalts our country. Righteousness exalts a nation. And when we understand the very words of God, I want to tell you, all the other issues that are on the line tomorrow, which there are many, there are many, many, many issues on the line tomorrow. But the spilling of innocent blood will be the issue that if we don't tend to it, it will cause the demise of America. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors, and the teachers that are being murdered before they ever get out of the womb, before they ever have an opportunity to accept Jesus as their personal Savior, before they ever have an opportunity to step into the call that God called them, even in the womb as he did Jeremiah, we are hurting because we don't have those in the, in the church today. So I can sum it up. If, if we don't win tomorrow and if we don't win to the, in the elections to come, there will be a price to pay. There are many out there today preaching you know, gloom and doom. Well, tomorrow will tell the tale. Tomorrow will tell the tale. Yeah. Either we'll, we will do yeah. like Nineveh and we will repent or the judgment of the Lord, the hand of the Lord will come down upon us. So it's so important. Yes. So important. Yes. Thank you so much because I want to ask Pastor uh, Kevin something real quick. Pastor Kevin, I know you're working on an initiative of repentance. Can you tell America about that? Because he just touched on that subject. 
We've been working with the administration for a national day of prayer, fasting, humiliation, reconciliation, and repentance. We've been working with Supreme Court attorneys for all the legal briefs to go through the Department of Justice. We've been meeting with uh, the Vice President and Ben Carson regarding this national day of repentance. We need a nation to uh, have a church that calls for it. And then the president of the United States will stand up and call for a national day. This is a different thing than it's not about a man or a ministry or a denomination, but it's about a nation being called to bend a knee before a holy God amid coming judgment, begging for mercy. When the president of the United States calls for that, the entire world will watch. And so we have been petitioning and working very intently with inside the administration. And uh, recently I met with, I was in Arkansas last week with uh, Pastor Ronnie Floyd, chairman of the National Day of Prayer. And prior to that, I was with Tony Perkins and General Boykin and Pierre Bynum. But we've been speaking to denomination heads from many denominations, university presidents, national prayer, global prayer groups, ministries and and leadership across America and around the world for not only a national day of repentance but eventually a global day of repentance. And this is what wow. we needed. We humble ourselves before a holy God and and beg forgiveness for this abortion. Beg forgiveness for the Supreme Court. Listen, the Supreme Court is not elected officials, but our Supreme Court has redefined the covenant of the institution called marriage between a man and a woman. We have taken prayer and Bible reading out of the schools. We petitioned to remove the Ten Commandments from our public places and teaching within our schools. And we've uh, allowed uh, 60 million babies to be aborted. This, this, what Kerry just said, Brother Kerry, you're so, so right, brother. If we don't get abortion right in America, God help us. This is why all hell was breaking loose when uh, Kavanaugh was trying to be uh, committed to this. We saw every – I was there. I was actually sitting in Jay Sekulow's office across the street from the Supreme Court and walked through the hordes of people with their signs while they were literally scraping their nails on the doors of the Supreme Court. I've never seen wow. such a hideous state in all my life. And so, Lord God, we, we come to you tonight, and we ask – that you pour out your Holy Spirit, that you reveal yourself to everyone in this nation. And, Lord, forgive us for the grievous sins of removing you from our schools in prayer and Bible reading, removing the Ten Commandments, changing the definition of marriage, and for the abortion laws, Lord. They must be overturned. They will be overturned. And I was with Secretary Carson the other day, last week, and and I think I sent you a a film of that, June, but... uh, Ben Carson, what a godly man. I pray with him once uh, every month. And, and Ben said, we will overturn R.B. Wade. So we just praise God that he is moving. And I just want to say that I think there's four things that will initiate the time of the end. Number one, when men stop repenting for sin and iniquity. Number two, when the cup of iniquity becomes full. And number three, when we break covenants that we made and, and we start to see 
uh, the covenant breakers become violent against the righteous people. We're seeing all of those. But number four is when the outpouring of the Holy Spirit is being poured out through the sons and the daughters, as Joel tells us. Folks, we're at the cusp of the greatest battle for the soul of a nation we've ever seen. And it's crucial. Everyone on this call is right on in what they're saying. If we don't get this election right, if we don't overturn these laws, God help us. Thank you so much, Kevin. We're going to open it up now to Pastor Carolyn in Texas. Pastor Carolyn, would you talk to America? I know you're very much, uh, I call you a prophet to the nation because you're always addressing issues of national uh, significance. Would you mind telling us why you think it's important? Well, I want to declare that the election is won. The Lord spoke to me last week, and he said the election has been won. Um, I know it's one in the spirit, and we're going to, and as we have to apprehend that for which we have been apprehended, and call it forth. And I'm calling it forth. And tonight, my message is: I want to declare the banner of the Lord over the United States and the banner of victory. Um, I attended a David Barton meeting in, in Austin, Texas, around 2000. It was 2008. And the choir was singing, God Bless America. And someone was marching the flag across the stadium. And I heard in my spirit the same words I heard, I heard two years prior when I saw an open-eye vision of two angels flying the American flag in the clouds of glory. And, that, and the angels' two names were unity and love. And when I saw that flag in 2008 walking across the stadium, I heard in my spirit the angels of unity and love still surround the flag. And I'm going to declare today and call forth the flag of the Lord's victory over our nation. The flag of a nation depicts the sovereignty of the government of a nation and the victory of that sovereign nation over its territory. And we are, uh, we're citizens of the kingdom of God. And the Lord has given his church victory. And he's calling for a triumphant church church to rise up and take that victory that he has already given us over this nation. Banners are rallying points, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. That's why the flag is under attack all the time, because it's a spiritual symbol. The banner and the context are almost entirely military. And, and in the Bible, the victory is ascribed to God. The raising of the banner is prophetic of a warrior. Boldly planting a banner is a sign of taking possession. And God's calling us now. We are ministers of the gospel to take possession of what he has given us. He told me the yeah. battle has been won. Raising the flag of the United States is a prophetic symbol of the Lord's covenant with this nation's founders. In God we trust is a banner over this nation. And to the spirit of Antichrist, this is not just a threat, but a promise. The Lord will raise a standard up against him. And I believe the Lord has released his angel armies on the earth to deliver our nation through the prayers and declarations of the army owners. 
I declare the midterm elections of 2018 have been won by the glorious church as an army with banners and in cooperation with the host of heaven's armies. Who is that like who is she that looks forth in the morning, fair as the moon and clear as the sun, and terrible as an army with banners? The bride is an awe-inspired, battered host. The Shulamite is as Mahania, the place where God camps or dwells. Two armies. Mahania means two camps, two hosts, armies, and encampments. The army on earth is dancing between the armies of heaven and the armies of the earth. The dance of Mahami is the dance of victory over all enemies. Who is she that looks forth as the morning, fair as the moon, and clear as the sun, and terrible as an army with banners? I went down into the garden of nuts to see the fruits of the valley and to see whether the vine flourished and the pomegranates budded. Or even I was aware my soul made me like the char- the chariots of Amilladeb. Return, return, O Shulamite. Return that they may look upon you. What will you see, as it were, the company of two armies? This is the light and bright shining of Jesus appearing in his saints. The light of the moon shall be as the light of the sun, and the light of the sun shall be sevenfold as the light of seven days. As the glorious church arises and begins to command and declare what God has given us the authority to do. We are living below our provision. Yes. I have commanded my sanctified ones. I have also called my mighty ones for mine anger, even them that rejoice in my highness. The noise of a multitude in the mountains, like as of a great people, a tumultuous noise of the kingdoms of nations gathered together. The Lord of hosts musters the host of the battle, and they come from a far country from the end of heaven, even the Lord and the weapons of his indignation. We are to ever press onward, fighting the good fight of faith. We're surrounded by the host, heaven's armies, which are under the command of the Archangel Michael. Today I was studying Luke 2.13 for another meeting that I was working on. And the verse rose up in my spirit. Suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God. And I did some research on the heavenly host. Stradia, troops of angels, an army band of soldiers. In the New Testament, it's called the host of heaven. And this has the same meaning in the Old Testament, Nehemiah 9.6. You alone are the Lord. You have made heaven, the heaven of heavens, with all their host. That's the third heaven. The earth and everything on it, the seas and all that is in them, and you preserve them all. The host of heaven worships you. 1 Kings 22.19 Then Micah, the Lord's prophet, said, Hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne, and all the host of heaven standing by on his right hand and on his left. Today, and I'm talking about today, November the 5th, as we stand at the edge of this great move of God that's going to come upon upon United States of America. Like Micah, we're facing down the false prophets. 
If we listen to the media, they're declaring the defeat of the army of God. Liberal media is the mouth of the beast, the mouth of the false prophet, and the mouth of the dragon. The Lord spoke to me a couple of months ago that the Illuminati and the dragon have conspired to remove Donald J. Trump. And we know the Illuminati is the strong man over the one world order. Of course, Satan is the dragon, but the symbol and flag of China is also the dragon. And we have to call down the power of the dragon over this nation. That China is China that's trying to interfere with our elections. We like the prophet Micah and Elijah. In the face of the prophets of Baal, we must declare the word of the Lord over the United States of America. We must declare what God says. In the face of the false prophets who are even tonight declaring that the conservative movement will, will lose this election. That is not what God says. God says we win it. We have the authority to call down the fire of God on the altars of the false prophets and the mouth of the beast. As Christians, our first pledge of allegiance is to Jesus Christ, who is the Lord in my banner, Jehovah Nisar. Come on, preach it. Another time I had a dream. I was on top of a very tall mountain. Circling the peak of the mountain, there were three beautiful flags, brilliant in color, crimson, rich, blue, and purple, embroidered as gold. The tassels were pure gold. We have no fabric or colors like this on earth. These flags were the flags of individuals and nations who had fought the good fight of faith and won kingdom battles. The flag of the United States of America was among those flags. And at the base of each flag was a plaque bearing the name of the nation or individual who had fought and won kingdom battles against the kingdoms of darkness. Because of this, I know the Lord has placed his glory on the flag of the United States of America. As a nation, we have done something to please God. And those nations, those angels of unity and love are still guarding that flag. And they're guarding this nation. And we also know our nation has also done plenty to deserve the judgment of God. And if the Lord declares the ensign of our nation glorious, why is the flag of the United States of America an offense to some people? Why is the flag of the United States of America to be respected? It is not an idol. It's symbolic. The name of our God has been set on our nation. We will rejoice in your salvation. And in the name of our God, we will set up our banners. The earliest example of the banner being ascribed by God is Exodus 17:15, where Moses celebrates breaks the vi- celebrates the victory of the Amalekites by building an altar, calling the name of it, the Lord is my banner. This is a Judeo-Christian symbol of the defeat of the enemies of the Lord. And tonight on your radio station, that's what my message is, that I'm building an altar in my declaration, and I'm building an altar before God, and I'm declaring that the Lord is the banner, and he is my banner over this nation. And you've given a banner to them that fear you, that it may be displayed because of the truth, that your beloved may be delivered, save with your right hand, and hear me. Give us help from trouble, for vain is the help of man, 
And through God we shall do valiantly, for it is he who shall tread down our enemies. Jesus Christ is heaven's banner, the rallying point of all creation. And John explained that. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. We have that we have the church, we have lifted up the name of Jesus, and we have repented before him for our sins, and we have cried yes. out to for God to forgive our nation. And when and when they looked toward the the uh serpent, for he that turned toward it was saved, not by what he saw, but by thee the Saviour of all. And when the flag was ready to be raised at Calvary, Jesus said, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto me. Yes. Jesus Christ is the root of Jesse, who stood up in resurrection for an ensign of all nations and to the United States of America. And I declare that that ensign and that flag over this nation has already given us the victory, and the victory has been declared, and that the church must rise up that the church must rise up in this hour and must apprehend and declare and proclaim and set as a banner over this nation that God has chosen this nation to be a carrier of the word and the carrier of salvation to the nations of the earth. We are to declare among the nations and publish. We are to set up a standard, publish and conceal not. And we have to say Babylon is taking, Bell is confounded, Merodach. Oh, the the devil, the devil over killing our babies is broken in pieces. Her idols are confounded and her images are broken. And Jeremiah's one of his declarations of the destiny of nations prophesied the fall of perpetual desolation of Babylon, set up a standard in a land, blow the trumpet among the nations, prepare the nations against her. And Babylon mm. means confusion. The gods of Babylon were confounded by the prophecy of Babylon's demise. Prophets of God that are on this station, God has given you the authority and has even brought you together. That under the authority of the Lord God Almighty, you have the same authority that the prophet Jeremiah has, that you can speak confusion, you can bring down the demise of the gods of Babylon, Baal and Moradak. You can uh, you can bring this down into confusion. And even as Cyrus the Persian is the one who took Babylon, we know that Donald J. Trump has been prophesied as a type. And so shall I end. And so shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory yes. from the rising of the sun. And when the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall raise up a standard against him. Yes. Thank you so much, Pastor. Thank you. Man, I was over here just crying. That was awesome. Okay, Dr. Joy, I'm going to ask you, why do you think America needs to rise up right now? Well, it's our privilege and honor to be able to stand for America because God has given us the strength and the wisdom to be able to do that through his word. And we have been praying throughout throughout this nation under the uh, flag of appeal to heaven. That was George Washington's 
first flag that we fought under, and we have appealed to heaven for deliverance and for sanctification of our nation and for a great awakening to to God. So I I just believe that the we're praying diligently that the 25 million Christians that did not come out to vote in the last election, that God will stir them to come out and vote and yeah. vote the Bible. So that yeah. we can make a difference in our nation, that our voices shall yeah. be heard, and that was yeah. the one of the privileges that we had. We got to blow the shofar at the Deborah's voice at the national gathering was on September 29th, and um, we were at the Lincoln Memorial, and so we turned to face the Capitol to pray. Uh, Reva Casey asked us to turn and face the Capitol, and as we began to pray and declare and decree and blow the shofars. The um, a few minutes later, they told us over the the announcement that the part of the arch of Baal had cracked and it was beginning to crumble, and we had accomplished one of the things that we set out to do. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, one puts a thousand to flight, and two puts ten thousand to flight, and we re- we we must remind ourselves that whenever two or more gather in His name, He is there in our midst, and. Us plus the Holy Ghost is a, is an army. So we thank the Lord for the angels that minister for the heirs of salvation to minister tonight in the night seasons and tomorrow for people to go out and vote and um, stand for the Word of God. We have to take a stand for the Word of God. We're the only group not making our voices heard. So I'm just praising God and thanking him for allowing us to do that and for the privilege to be able to do that. Well, Dr. Joy, let me ask you something. When I had you on mute, could you hear the broadcast or only music? No, I could hear the broadcast, yes. We've been listening the whole time. Well, Miss Candy is saying that I've got her on hold. She's at you that she only hears music. So let me get her in here and thank you. Dr. Joy, and then we will hear from you in a few moments with your sermon. One moment. Okay, let's open up the lines now for Miss Candy. Hello, Miss Candy. You have not been able to meet America yet. Uh, please tell them your name and the name of your ministry. Hello, Miss Candy. Can you hear us? Hello, Candy. Hello, can you hear me? Well, I know. Hold on just a moment. Oh, well, who is this in area code 502? Dr. Joy. Oh, this is you in 502? Oh, my God. 502, 502. Five one four. Yes, call back. Okay, Rob, we're having a little bit of technical difficulty. Candy is another one of our guests. She is about to call back in, and she is going to uh, talk to us a minute now. Uh, let's see. I'm going to play a quick commercial break while we're waiting on her. One moment.
Brian, are you a writer? Or do you have a story to tell and maybe you need a little help with your writing? Well, go to Treehouse Publishers today. We can help you achieve your dream. Dreams come true in our house. Do you have a book just waiting in your spirit to come out and share with the world? Well, Treehouse Publishers will help you to achieve your dream. Write that book today. Sell your book in London, in Africa, and many other countries. Let your tree bear much fruit with Treehouse today. Go to www.gotreehouse.org. Far they travel and blow the shofar in different places. Uh, so now I am waiting on Candy to call back. One moment. Let me see if I can call her. We're having a little bit of confusion. Let me try her. One moment, Bride. Thank you, y'all, for holding on. Go ahead and put you on the line. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Is this Dr. June? Yes, ma'am. You are live on air right now on the radio. Would you mind telling the bride a little bit about who you are and the name of your ministry? Yes, I'd be happy to, and God bless you all. I'm so glad I finally got to hear a voice. <laughs> well, my name is Moselle. My husband and I, my husband Craig and I, uh, have a ministry called the Kings and Heron Ministries International. And we have a very, uh, I would say, a unique form of worship where we do a lot with the shofar to teach it. Um, we actually blow the shofar over people and uh, we see a lot of miracles and healings and blessings and breakthrough come to people. Uh, it's not the only part of the ministry, but it is a kind of what I would say an introduction to everything we do wherever we go. Uh, and it's just amazing. We even see miracles in animals. So <laughs> we're really wow. amazed. We're amazed God uses such imperfect people. But um, we also, I'm an instrumentalist, and I write music um, from the scriptures as well uh, that the Lord gives me. I play several different instruments, and um, I'm also into the arts. Uh, I love to draw and paint, and I teach a lot of this to children as well as adults. We go into services. Uh, We don't ask for anything. We just do this because God wants to break through. So we start with the shofar. We'll teach that. We bring shofars. We bring flags and teach how to do spontaneous worship and dance as well. And, um, you know, we minister to people. Uh, I love to evangelize. I love going in working with homeless love on them. Uh, We do have a healing and deliverance ministry, not to mentioned we sometimes need it ourselves but <laughs> we do we do do this for the lord um well we have prophetic gifts and teaching gifts and counseling gifts and we're kind of wanting to revive the body of christ and get them equipped but uh, 
I would have to say in the fivefold ministry that God's ordained us and we are literally being called more now to the Jewish people. And oh. it doesn't mean he doesn't have us participate in other ways with others, but uh, he has me attending a lot of Christian Jewish meetings, so to speak, nights to honor Israel and the Jews. And so we're kind of excited about what he's doing with that. We're seeing people um, just from the sounds of the shofar, we're seeing people that get healed uh, emotionally, spiritually. Uh, I just recollect one girl that was about 35 years old and was on a walker and we were at a Jewish Christian meeting and we got to sound the shofar over her after the meeting. And a week later she called me and wanted to know who this Jesus was and she wanted she wow. wanted to know him as her Savior. So we know that it's a real breakthrough call yeah. to bring in a harvest. And you know, concerning the election... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yes, I want to ask you uh, if you could talk to America and tell them why do you think they should be involved in this election this year? Why should they be proactive? Well, I hope I'm not being redundant with all the other wonderful speakers you've had on tonight uh, because I couldn't hear your program as I was on there in the background. But I can tell you it is crucial you know, God, you know, he, he had them take votes all through the Bible. You know, the disciples were to take votes. They voted on, on King David and King Saul. You know, so there was voting that took place, whether you want to call it by our English word or not. That's literally what God was doing in his word was um, there were many times that took place. And if we don't bring in the righteous, if the righteous don't take a stand, then evil will reign, and we have to do this. We have to um, ask the Lord if we're not sure. You know, there, there's many people who say, well, I just don't want to get involved, and really, you got to ask the Lord. If you're truly committed to him, you want to do his plan and his will, yeah. and he will lead you in that. He will show you what to do. He'll show you who to vote for. You know, when the Kavanaugh hearings took place, it was it was like, wow, who do you believe? The woman who's been through this terrible experience or the man that seems to be so full of, of the Lord, but yet angry that he's being, you know, accused of something he feels he's innocent of. But, boy, when you talk to the Lord, I've been where that woman's been to some degree, and uh, I'm telling you, the Lord will give you answers. He'll show you what to do. And that man is supposed to be in the office of the Supreme Court. But I can tell you one of the things the Lord has taught me, sounding the shofar, is like Joshua at Jericho. When you sound the voice of God, the breath of God in the earth, God speaks and things have to happen. And when you make those scriptural decrees and decrees over your family and loved ones once it sounded, those things come forth and you just stand in faith and believe it because this is one of the things that he says to call forth his kingdom in the Lord's Prayer, call forth his kingdom. But when Joshua obeyed the Lord with Israel, submitting themselves to the Lord and obeying him, he told them to not only sound the shofar, the trumpet of the Lord, but he also told them that they were commanded to shout their shouts of thank you that God has already given them the city or the enemies in their hand. Now, when they obeyed the Lord and they shouted their shouts of Vic Blue, it says not only did the walls come down, but it's, it says very specifically that they were able to overtake the enemy and, you know, as the enemy fled, but also the enemy left behind great spoils, which is what the enemy of our soul and our lives has to do 
when he has stolen as a thief, he has to repay sevenfold plus all the wealth in his household. And that's one of the things the Lord has we call forth when I sound the shofar. But also, when you look at the story of Gideon, now Joshua's, uh, J- Joshua chapter 6 and Gideon is Judges chapter 7. And when you look at those stories, you're going to be amazed because in Gideon's case, when they obeyed the Lord and they blew the trumpet, the voice of God, the breath of God in the earth, it says, that it sent the enemy into confusion, and they slaughtered themselves. They killed themselves off. And when we do that today, the same things are happening. I encourage people who have shofars to sound them out there over this election. I've been trying to do it every day for a while and to proclaim that there's confusion in the enemy's camp. Not only that, but I have literally commanded that the enemy vote for the righteous. And the righteous one that God has chosen for the office, not only to go into confusion, but they will vote for the righteous. And I'm telling you, we had a we had an election in Key West, Florida, when I lived down there um, for mayor. A young Christian man was running against some pretty liberal, and a major liberal area was Key West. And uh, that morning, my girlfriend called me and she said, you know, the Lord told me that I'm to call confusion into the enemy's camp. And she said, I went over to stand there while everybody's voting that day. And she said, I'd see these people go in, you know, just with their sheets of paper already. And they'd come out so fidgety and like something was wrong in their life. And like nothing was going right and something really happened while they were in there. And she says, I know it's because the Lord told me, call forth the confusion into the enemy's camp. And I'll, she said, I'm sure some of those voted for the righteous. And that man won by only a few votes to become mayor. Yeah. So all I can tell you is, you know, and I would have to say that predominantly, you know, 80% of the keys uh, is very liberal. And yet that man won by a few votes. Well, so, Casey, we're out of time. So if you don't mind blowing the trumpet, after you blow the shofar, I would like for Mr. Jessup, he's going to be our first speaker. All of you brides, share this broadcast. We have a live audience that's watching right now on Facebook. Share this broadcast because they are about to preach the fire down in our nation. So, sister, would you mind blowing the shofar and Brother Kevin get ready? Amen. And I just want people out there to to believe for themselves and their families. I'm going to make a quick decree when I'm done sounding that shofar so you can keep moving. But I'm telling you, just stand believing for your own families, your own loved ones, for their salvation and deliverance, and make those decrees once the shofar is blown. And I'm going to blow the double portion shofar, two shofars at once for the double portion blessing. Yes, out of Isaiah, out of Isaiah, and, and also out of the Psalms. And then I'm going to set that down. I'm going to pick up my favorite shofar, and I'm going to give you some other tones and some healing notes. And then I'll make a couple of decrees and turn that right over to our precious brother. Are you ready? Yes, ma'am. All right, here we go. Hallelujah. Of the shofar. Hallelujah. Thank you. 
He want, he he gives us this prosperity so that it will turn us to repentance. Romans two four says. And I believe that Jesus is not going to come back for a downcast, limping, fearful, broken in spirit, mind and soul church. But he's coming back for a church that is 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 going to be alive and well. And Preach back it. For, yes. Hallelujah. The latter rain is coming. He's not going yes. to allow Islam to take over. This is his harvest. The harvest is his. The mission is ours, but the harvest is his. Revelation 14 says, Upon the cloud one sat like unto the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown and in his hand a sharp sickle. And another angel came out of the temple, crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud, Thrust in thy sickle and reap, for the time has come for thee to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. So I say today that the harvest is about to come forth. That the Lord, if, if we don't have our sickle sharpened, brother and sister, I mean, we are about to see the greatest move of God. If there was a former rain, there will be a latter rain. It's promised to us in Scripture, and it's about to come. But, holy God, we humbly tonight acknowledge our death need to return to you in full repentance and first yes. love passion. Please yes. forgive us, Lord, for our rest shallow prayer times, our spiritual apathy and compromise with the world. Forgive us for emphasizing programs and strategies and earthly blessings over fervent prayer and deep repentance and and the great commission passion. We understand that judgment begins at the house of God and that we are primarily responsible for the nation's spiritual condition. Lord, we further understand that our prayers and repentance must come and become deep and lasting, not brief and general. Father, we no longer will we merely say we repent. We know we must do more than give lip service to holiness, prayer, evangelism, and mission. Savior, by your spirit and grace alone, we commit to pray and obey your heart desires as reflected in this covenant and accompanying tools, Lord, that you've given us. Father, we thank you that whether our nation first sees revival or increasing judgment, we hereby covenant to seek your face. Revive your church, O Lord. Yes. Global harvest and glorify your name, Lord. Come, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we pray tonight for God's mercy and grace on the church, the nation, and the world. We pray that you would stay, Father, that he would stay as a righteous judgment and turn millions to himself, Lord, in fervent love and deep repentance, we pray. We pray tonight for deep conviction of sin, fervent prayer and revival to sweep God's church. Lord, we pray for believers to be much more concerned about the glory of God's name and the spread of Christ's kingdom than any economic, political, and social comforts. I pray tonight, Lord, for believers to fully humble themselves, placing their primary trust in you, not in political parties, economics, or governments. We pray for believers to be filled with great conviction and reverential respect for God. Lord, bring the fear of God back in the church. Pray that none would commit the error of placing economics and politics above God and spiritual truths. Or we pray tonight for believers to willingly embrace the hard times or the persecution 
if such are required to bring sweeping revival and awakening. Lord, we pray for God's people to have wisdom to live and pray as faithful remnant in a day of spiritual darkness. Lord, I pray for all Americans to take this vote seriously. I pray that they will do their civic duty and vote with care. I pray, God, to direct wise people to run for public office. We ask tonight for your wisdom, your effect power in these campaigns and decisions of those people that you feel that are led to support. Father, I pray for God's guidance and empowerment in campaign ads, interviews, public debates. I pray that the press and media will be accurate, thorough, and unbiased with candidates of all parties. I pray for God's ultimate will to prevail. I pray that all believers will do their civic duty by seriously seeking God and turning out to vote in strong numbers. I pray that voter fraud or suppression will be exposed and prevented in any party. I pray for all Americans to recognize the profound, lasting implications of these major elections. I pray for voters to have the wisdom to see through political rhetoric and clearly understand the truth in either party. We pray for a mighty resurgence of Americans who will honor God and stand boldly for the truths and principles upon which we were founded. Lord, I pray tonight that we'll have a great majority will awaken to wrong directions and ineffective leaders. We pray for God's spirit to miraculously overshadow the voting booths across America. We pray that all voters will hear and follow God's guidance above particular political parties or human reasoning, Lord. According to your word, pray that God will give America leaders of integrity who will govern in righteousness, wisdom, and truth. Lord, I pray for God to raise up a standard against evil and restrain the forces of moral and spiritual darkness. And I pray, God, tonight that you'll send forth a mighty wave of truth and understanding. I pray for God to rend the heavens in sweeping revival and spiritual awakening. I pray for an explosion of purity and revival in Christ's church. I pray yes, for the church Lord. to reflect scripture and the full glory of God. We pray tonight, Lord, for a sweeping evangelistic harvest around the world. We pray for you to come quickly. Lord, your word says in Amos 8, 11, that there's a famine in the land of the word of God. May we tonight say not on our watch. May we lift up That's your right. word. May we preach the cross and the blood of Jesus Christ. As Paul said, anyone who preaches anything other than the cross, let him be a curse. Lord, we lift up your cross tonight. We thank you yes, for the blood. Lord. We thank you for the cleansing power of the blood that's still cleansing today. You're still setting captives free, Lord. You're still breaking the chains of sin. And, Lord, we thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord. I ask for a wave of salvation to sweep across this nation with the fire of the Holy Ghost, Lord, in Jesus' name. And we thank you for it. Hallelujah. Amen. Brother, you got me fired up over here. Oh, man, thank you so much, boy. You are a prayer warrior. Thank you for being with us tonight, sir. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Bless you so much for doing this call. Yes, thank you. Okay, now we're going to go on to Dr. Joy. She is in Kentucky. Hello, Dr. Joy. You have the floor for seven minutes, ma'am. Hello, doctor, and thank you again for welcoming Kentucky to this call. And I'm just going to pray a scripture, Psalm 64. Hear my voice, O God, in my prayer. Preserve my life from fear of the enemy. Hide me from the secret counsel of the wicked. 
and from the insurrection of the workers of iniquity, who whet their tongue like a sword and bend their bows to shoot the arrows, even bitter words, that they may shoot in secret at the perfect. Suddenly do they shoot at him and fear not. They encourage themselves in an evil manner. They commune of laying snares privily, and they say, Who shall see them? They search our iniquities. They accomplish a diligent search. Both the inward thought of every one of them and the heart is deep. But God shall shoot them, shoot at them with an arrow, and suddenly they shall be wounded. So shall they take their own tongue to fall upon themselves. All that see them shall flee away. And all men shall fear and shall declare the work of God. For they shall wisely consider of his doing. And the righteous shall be glad in the Lord and shall trust in him. All the upright in heart shall glory. Hallelujah. Well, I just thank you, Lord, that this is the day that the Lord has made. And we will rejoice and be glad in it. And, Father, we have the ability to put on the full armor of God and seat ourselves in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And declare in the heavenlies that with God, when God is for us, who can be against us? So, Lord, we thank you that you're going to set the righteous in righteous places. Because when the righteous rule, the people rejoice. So, Father, we're thanking you and praising you that the King of all kings and the Lord of all lords shall sanctify this nation and make it holy and pure. Father, we thank you for the prayers of our forefathers who have prayed for this nation. We ask you to hear their prayers again, O Father, and that you would honor their prayers again, O Father. And we thank you, Abba, that you want the best for us, and you want us to be the best for you. So, Father, thank you, and we give you praise. And I just thank the Lord for the full armor that we have, that we can do this battle in the end time. And I just encourage all the saints and the bride to put on the full armor every day and to do that warfare because we are in a spiritual battle until the end of the earth. And that we are to stand and gird about with, with truth in the breastplate of righteousness. And I thank yeah. you that when we have the helmet of salvation on, the enemy doesn't even have the privilege to prick our minds with thoughts right. that are ungodly. So, Father, I just thank you, and I just pray blessings over my sister for opening up the radio station tonight to our nation. And I ask you, Lord, that we would have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying, and yeah. we would be obedient and eat the good of the land. Yeah. So, hallelujah. Thank you, Well, thank you so much for being with us tonight, Dr. Joy. It was an honor to meet you. Oh, it's an honor to talk to you and meet you. God bless you guys. All right. God bless you. Okay, now we're going to open it up to Pastor Carolyn. Pastor Carolyn, uh, I know a minute ago I think was your sermon, uh, but would you like to pray for the country right now? Okay. Um, Yes. uh, many years ago, the Lord spoke to me that um, uh, he, he said, my chosen ruler is empowered by my grace. 
And I just want to pray for Donald Trump and for the Supreme Court judges and for the Senate and for the ones that God is raising up and putting in place over this nation and uh, that the Lord will put his grace on them. And when I studied the kings of Israel, the ones that God had chosen, each one declared they had been, they had found grace in the sight of the Lord. And I did feel the Lord was speaking to be of mortal man on whom he would give grace to rule. I also felt he was speaking to me of a governmental ruler. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit will raise up men by grace for his kingdom work. And Hannah's song of praise declares the mission and power of the Lord's chosen ruler. The adversaries of the Lord shall be broken to pieces. Out of heaven shall he thunder upon them, and the Lord shall judge the ends of the earth. And he shall give strength to his king and exalt the horn of his anointed. And Zechariah wrote, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Who are you, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel? Who are you, O great mountain, before Donald J. Trump? And before the leaders that the Lord has raised up, who are you, O great mountain, before Mike Pence? Who are you, O great mountain, before the Lord, that he will not raise up his leaders by his grace? You shall become a plain, and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof, with shoutings, crying, grace, grace, grace to it. And so, Lord, I cry out tonight that as this election comes to a head tomorrow, that you shall raise up your leaders by your grace. And, Lord, that those leaders that you have in position, even Donald J. Trump, who I know that you put in there not because of of any holiness that is upon his life, but because you chose him. And just as you chose Cyrus before he was born, before he did anything good or evil, that you chose this man. And, Lord, I know that uh, the Bible tells your purposes in times of crisis. And Zechariah affirmed the fundamental faith of God as all sovereign Lord, who takes a firm and immediate hand in world affairs. And, Lord, I know that you've chosen this man, and you have chosen and put in place even Kavanaugh and Supreme Court judges. And so, Lord God, by your word and by your declaration, I pray that you put your mighty grace upon these leaders of the earth and upon these men who are leaders. And, Lord, that that grace shall cause them to step in to that place, whether whether they walk the way they should, we think they should walk or whether they don't, but that the grace of God shall walk well, shall be upon these men, and they shall yes. walk before you, and that what you have created them to be, and the grace of God will empower these men, and they shall do that upon the earth which for this time and this season, that this appointed time on earth, that God has called forth men to come and rule, and to rule in his name, and to bring forth his kingdom purposes, uh, that he has set up leaders in nations, uh, he has set up leaders on the earth, uh, he set up leaders in his churches, uh, and that they will be empowered by your grace and we claim it and declare it amen amen well thank you so much for being with us tonight pastor carolyn you're a blessing i'm happy to be here i've enjoyed every person i am just amazed at the richness that is in each one of them and the depth of humility 
and sincerity in each one of them. I have been blessed. Can you tell them your website? Uh, Because she has a lot of rich information on her website. Tell them the name of it. Uh, www.eastgateministries.com. Okay. All right. Well, you have a good evening, Pastor. Thank you. Okay. Good night. Good night. Okay. Now we're moving on to Pastor Linda. She is in Maryland, and then we will end the night with Pastor Carrie or Prophet Carrie. Okay, Pastor Linda, you've got the floor, sister. Amen. Thank you. Um, Before I pray, I just wanted to mention that I came across a very interesting article today um, on CBN, and it was mentioning that um, the pro- the pro-abortion industry is already preparing for the reversal of Roe versus Wade. So they are already what? preparing. And, yes, they have already prepared a document and a course of action just in case. So they, you know, they are anticipating that this has already been done. And what, right. when I read this, it's a very intricate document, and it's, it's on the Internet to see. When I read this, I realized the enemy already knows he has been defeated. And so it's up to us Christians to be watching and praying and to apprehend what the Lord has apprehended for us. So, and even after tomorrow, there's more to be done. We must continue to watch and pray. We cannot grow weary. We cannot grow tired. And we must prepare for the Amalekites that come after the crossing of the Red Sea. We must continue until every ice has been destroyed in the name of Jesus. So thank you so much for having me this evening, and I will now pray. Okay, go ahead. Father, we, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that you have raised us up to be the voice crying out in the wilderness. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. We shout hallelujah, hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for raising your bride. Thank you, Jesus, for stirring up your bride. Thank you, Jesus, for stirring up your people to watch, to pray, to fast. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you have given us the authority. You have given us the weapons of warfare, which are not carnal, which are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. On this night and tomorrow, we pull down every evil stronghold. We pull down the lies of the enemy. We pull down the confusion of the enemy. We pull down the juicing spirits that have been lying to your people. We destroy the poison that has been injected into our society. We, We pull down every evil that has been lying to our children, telling them abortion is okay, lesbianism is okay, homosexuality is okay. We refuse that in the name of Jesus. Thank yes. you, Lord. We destroyed the spirits of seduction. We destroyed the spirits of perversion in the mighty name of Jesus. We speak confusion into the enemy's camp. Confound them, Lord. Those who have been training their tongues to speak lies. We speak confusion. 
confusion. We speak confusion. Every knee is going to bow to the name of Jesus according to the word of God. Every knee beneath the earth. Every knee on the earth. Every knee in the heavens. We command you to bow now to the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that tomorrow... Tomorrow we will hear in the news a new sound that they'll be wondering, what is this? This is a Jesus wave. This is unexpected. This is a Jesus wave in the United States. This is a Jesus wave in the midterm elections. This is a Jesus wave that has overtaken the nation. In the mighty yeah. name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. You have given us courage. You have given us courage. We fear no evil. We fear no evil, for God is with us. His yeah. rod and his staff, it comforts us. Father, we decree and declare that this nation belongs to you. It yeah. is a Christian nation. It is yeah. soaked in the blood of the Lamb. This nation yeah. belongs to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That's thank right. you that it is your banner that flies high in America. We thank you, Father, for the privilege to pray, to fast, to petition, to intercede for your righteousness to be established and to yeah. be restored. Thank you yeah. for the angels that will vote tomorrow. And yeah. where they would want to curse, turn them like Balaam did, where they wanted to curse, turn it into a blessing. We thank you, Jesus, for the opportunity to stand together in unity and call upon yeah. the name of Jesus. We yeah. are preparing the way of the Lord to ride triumphantly into the United yeah. States of America. Who is this King of Glory? The Lord yeah. Strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. We thank you, Lord. We love you and we receive your love for us. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen, sister. That was a powerful prayer. And did you catch on to Mama Amu that said that tomorrow she is going to fast for our country? And here she is over in Africa. I think that's pretty cool. Amen. <laughs> Amen. All right, girl, you have a good evening. I'm going to open up the floor to Prophet Carrie. Listen, hey, it is by divine appointment that you are the last one. I'll yes, ma'am. Be resounding across the nation. So before you release it, I want to say something because I do want you to have the last word. Hey, Brad, I want to encourage you to get out and vote. Get and let your voice be made known and pray for your city and your leaders. And I pray that from this point forward that you will learn who your representatives are, who is your congressman, who is your senator, and get to know them, get involved in your city government, okay? All right, prophet, you've got the floor. Amen. For those that are out there wondering, what can what can we do? Or uh, some are out there, even in the church, saying, "Well, it's too late." You know, it's too late. Well, I'm going to finish up what uh, in Jonah chapter three it says: "For the word came unto the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne, and he laid his robe from him, and covered him with sackcloth, and sat in ashes. 
In verse 7 it says, And he caused it to be proclaimed and published throughout Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles, saying, Let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. Let them not feed nor drink water, but let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily unto God. Yea, let them turn every one from his evil way and from the violence that is in their hands. Who can tell if God will turn and repent and turn away from his fierce anger that we perish not? And verse 10 says it all. And God saw their works, and they turned from their evil way, and God repented of the evil that he had said that he would do unto them, and he did it not. I tell you what, when we decide that we're going to repent and we're going to stand in the gap for our country, for an individual, even uh, uh, and when we're going to fast and pray, we can even change uh, the prophetic word of God. We can change it. Repentance, when we understand the heart of God, we understand that repentance changes him from judgment to blessing. From judgment to blessing. The word of God says when he heard, when he saw, when God saw what was going on, when he saw the repentance, he changed his mind. Just like when Abraham was standing in the gap for a lot, and he continued to go back to the Lord, back to the Lord, back to the Lord. I want to tell you what, God heard his words. So it's not too late, church. It's not too late for those that are out there that are saying, oh, God's going to judge us, and God's going to do this, and God's going to do that. Uh, It's not going to happen if we repent. We understand the character of God, and the character of God says that if we repent, he will forgive us, and it will divert judgment. It will. So we need to get out there. In the name of Jesus, I ask you, O oh God, to cause a wind, a wind to come across this United States of America and blow by the power of the Holy Spirit into every life, into every family out there that serves you or have said that they serve you, that they would get up tomorrow and that the Holy Spirit would speak to them, and that they would go to the poll, and they would vote for you, O oh God. Hallelujah. They would yes, vote Lord. for you, that we would see this nation once again stand for righteousness. It was, it was founded on righteousness, and, and we want to see it once again. Lord, that the cries of the unborn, hallelujah, the cries of the unborn will be heard tomorrow by those spirit-filled Christians across the, the face of this nation, they will hear the cries of the unborn. It will be an awesome noise, a very scary noise, and it will cause the, the, the Christians to go, even the non-Christians, to go and vote for God's purposes at the, at the yeah. voting booth, Lord. God, I just ask you to forgive us to wash us, to cleanse us, for us sitting by, when I say us, I mean the body of Christ, sitting by, standing by, waiting on the rapture to take place and take us off this earth and allow hundreds of thousands of children to be murdered and to allow even even 
what you created the woman to be and what you created the man to be, to be misused and abused and perverted and even marriage. Lord, we stand today. We have heard the cry, and we stand today as a, as a remnant in the United States of America representing this country. We thank you for yeah. our president. Even as the yeah. king, even as the king of Nineveh, he has heard the call. Some say he is not righteous, and some say he is not holy, but it does not matter. What matters is he has heard the call, and he has listened to the prophet. Even right now, let the, the prophetic word come to his ears and let him hear what it is that he's supposed to do and how he is supposed to lead. Give him wisdom. Give him protection. Uh, give him protection even into his, his, next, his next candidacy. Give him protection yeah. in his family. And, Lord, his next term, protect him, O oh God. And these years to come, we will make sure that we bring the body of Christ back to the place that you have called us to be, holiness. Lord yeah. God, we will come before you with holiness. We'll not just come before you seeking blessing and monetary blessing, but we will come before you with holiness. Look at our works, yes, O oh God. Lord. Watch us. I invite you, O oh Lord, to watch yes. us and see our works, O oh God, and, and bless us and honor us 30-fold, 60-fold, a hundredfold, for we'll wake up in the morning and we will rattle our swords and we will go to the voting booth that we've not already voted and we will vote for righteousness. Hallelujah. We will vote for righteousness, holiness. We will cast our lot. We will cast our lot that we might Change the mind of God. Let it be so. Let it be so. And, Lord, for those that have been passive about abortion, for those that have just sat by or they think other things in the party, the Republican Party, they think it's bad, so they'll overlook the abortion issue. Let them repent even tonight because we understand, Lord, what we reap, what we sow, we will reap. Yes. So we sow tonight. Let it be so, Lord. Let's let it tomorrow during the election, let the map, as they put them on, on the media, let it turn red even yes. as the face the faces of the mainstream media the liars that are out there on camera and on microphones, let their faces be red and let their eyes be red because of the tears that they have cried in anguish. But let the eyes of the saints cry tears of joy. Let the eyes of the saints cry tears of joy and let the shout be heard in the land. For we have heard your voice, O God, and we will go forth and we will fight your battle. Let it be so. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, prophet. I felt the fire of God so much when you Mm. were saying that about the reactions of the left tomorrow and the liberals. I feel like that was very, very prophetic. 
Now, Brad, I yes. want to recap. I want to recap with all these ministers the highlights of tonight. First of all, we had Kevin Jessup from the Global Strategic Network in Washington, D.C. He told us how very connected he is, not just in Washington, D.C., with the Supreme Court, the uh, Capitol, and then into the White House, but he was talking global, okay? Then he explained to the church about the national repentance they are working on. We're talking official repentance, not just a saying of it, but officially from our country. We was honored to have him on here to you to hear yourself what is happening in the White House. Now, we have Pastor Carolyn Susan who encouraged us not to give up. She encouraged us to uh, to know that the angels are out there working for us and that God is moving in the earth today. And then she proclaimed that tomorrow will be a sea of bread and we will have victory tomorrow. Then we had Dr. Joy who talked about the power of the shofar and talked about what was going on in the earth from her perspective. Then we have Prophet Kerry McMahon, and he talked about what you just heard about we need to have the heart of the unborn in our spirit. And you heard mm. uh, that Mr. Jessup confirmed what Kerry said earlier when he said all of that about the judgment and everything to the country because of abortion. So that was very powerful in that. Now, Prophet Kerry is from Community Church Fellowship Church in Mahia, Texas. Dr. Joy Arnold is from the House of Glory in Kentucky. Then we had Candy Strong Mosel. She is from the King's International, I mean the King's Inheritance in Florida. Now, Bride, if you did not catch on to what happened when that woman was on the line with us just that few minutes, it was powerful. Let me tell you why. She she is involved in some uh, family stuff that's very trying on her family right now. We are blessed that we got we even got that ten minutes. She has got a lot going on in her life. But what a power packed ten minutes that was. That woman blew the shofar. She broke down them walls. She spoke into the atmosphere, and every listener and every viewer should receive that into their spirit, what she said. That was very, very powerful. Then we have Pastor Orlinda. She is from Bethel Fellowship in Maryland, in Baltimore, Maryland. Now, she was decreeing and declaring into the atmosphere that we will not be moved. She was practically saying that the bride is rising and that we refuse to accept the devil's shenanigans, basically. Bride, it was a powerful, powerful night tonight. So I am excited to see what God is going to do tomorrow in our nation. And I want to say this, bride. Listen to me very, very carefully. I saw this Saturday when I was at the White House. How bad do you want righteousness in this nation? 
How bad do you want the name of Jesus lifted up? Are you willing to die for it? Are you willing to be persecuted for it? Are you willing to speak the truth for the glory of God to shine? Get ready because it's coming. They do not like the truth. When I was out there Saturday speaking the truth, that guy, it seemed like he literally wanted to kill me. He came at me and they stopped him. Bride, listen to me. Tomorrow in the wave of red, the enemy is going to be raging. I'm telling you, get ready, bride, get ready, get ready. But as the days get darker, to the bride gets brighter. Now, Prophet Kerry, I would love for you to speak about that a minute. Even if the days get darker, we get brighter, right? Yes, yes. The days get darker, we get brighter. We, we bring the light of Jesus into this nation. And no matter yes. what happens, the, when the remnant stands, God's blessing is going to uh, be with the remnant. So we could we could take the position that, well, we're going to be okay no matter what happens. Well, that, that's partially true, but we're going to suffer a lot of things that this nation suffers. For so long, you know, the church has taught that we're just going to escape out of here before any of the, the hardships happen. And I don't think that's an accurate uh, statement. It's definitely not a, a good heart. So we have to we we have to stand and let this nation be a godly place so God can continue to bless it. If for nothing else, our children, our grandchildren, and our grandchildren's children, uh, so they will have a, a place. If not, they will not have a place. They will. They will be under a rule of some other foreign country, some un- other ungodly country. Uh, we see it over and over in the Old Testament how God brought a heathen nation in to take uh, Yes, now I'm going to bring Pastor Linda back on the line with us. Pastor Linda, do you see the same thing, that the church needs to be ready? Yes, ma'am. We have to be ready because the enemy is planning for every contingency. And so we cannot be idle. We cannot lay low. It's just when the like what what happened with the children of Israel. They they wanted Jericho, but even when they went into the promised land, there were many ites that needed to be defeated. So we are. This is 2016 was the beginning, and so we yeah. have to be vigilant. We have to be vigilant. We have to watch and pray and keep the momentum. We've been sleeping for too long. But I thank the Lord for the persecution because it's woken us up. Yeah. It's woken us up. And so as a, as a bride, it is time to fight. And when we, when we say fight, we don't mean in flesh and blood, but we mean to pray, to fast and to pray. The Lord says, this kind cometh not out except by prayer and fasting. We've been lazy with prayer. We've been lazy with fasting. But it's time to grip our spiritual weapons of war and fight the enemy. Enough is enough. Yes. Now, I would like for you to tell us uh, how we can find out more about you, Pastor. Okay. So um, I recently started a blog, and it's called Righteous Politics. So you can reach me that way. Or if you uh, Google my name, I'll come up under a ministry called WeRemnant.org, with which Bethel Fellowship partners with. So one of those two places you can find me. Okay. Well, thank you so much. What about you, Prophet Carrie, if they wanted to get in touch with you? 
the best way to get in touch with me would be through our our uh, our web page, uh, ccfnetwork.com. It gives all the information that uh, they would need to get in touch with me. Or uh, on our our face, my Facebook page would be Terry R McMahon. Uh, either okay. one of those would be a good way to get in touch with. All right, Dr. Joy, uh, what is the best way for them to get in touch with you? Um, probably through my email address, drjoyam at gmail.com. Okay, well, uh, Dr. Joy, would you like to blow the show far to officially end the night? Oh, I would be delighted. Yes, ma'am. Jesus. Hallelujah to the Lamb. The Lamb is Lord. Yes, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Yay. Hallelujah. I want to pray for all of y'all ministers. I've got two minutes left. Lord, I pray for all these ministers that's been on the broadcast tonight. Lord, bless them in every way for being on here, sowing into the nation, Lord. Bless their ministries, Lord. Bless the clarity that they have from heaven. Bless the prophetic downloads that come to them to advance in their missions. Give them everything they're going to need to accomplish their missions, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, for what you are doing in our country. We come together in agreement for President Trump. We thank you, God, that you are equipping him to finish his mission and his destiny that you have given him to fulfill, Lord. We thank you, God, that righteousness is going to roll down this nation, Lord, from the top down. We thank you, Lord, that President Trump is going to hear the cry of the people and repent and that we will be able to do the global repentance just like Kevin talked about earlier, Lord. We thank you, God, for turning the hearts of your people back to you, Lord. We are thanking you ahead of time for the greatest harvest, and we get to be a part of that, Lord. We are the last bride, and we get to be a part of that and reap the harvest, Lord, before you take us home. We give you glory and honor today in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, y'all, we Amen. are going to go out with the national
All right, y'all. Good night. Thank you for being on here. Good night. Good, Good night, night y'all.